finish. I'm sorry. One more paragraph. Okay. But getting you ready for Trish. Okay, is that? Okay. We're getting ready for Trish. Okay. Meanwhile, we invite you to attend the two relapse and recovery meetings in San Francisco. One is on Wednesday at 8 p.m. at CPM, CPMC Davies Campus uh, Room B1 downstairs. The other meeting is on the third Sunday of every month at 10.45 a.m. at CPM Davies Room B2. If you would like to join the 12 Step Within Committee, we meet the third Sunday of the month at 11.45 right after that uh, 12 Step Within meeting. Everyone is welcome. And now, Without further ado, please welcome Trish, our speaker for tonight. Trish will share her experience, strength, and hope, including relapse and recovery, for about 15 minutes. And would you like a five-minute warning at the end? I would. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to stand just because it makes me feel less nervous. Okay. Hi. Hi. Thanks for inviting me to speak to the, this particular themed, um, I can't remember the name of it now. What is, it, what, what is this group? 12 Step Within. 12 Step Within. As I understand it, it's, it's somewhat about there's, there's people in program who within perfect abstinence feel somewhat unwelcome. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I feel welcome, and boy, do I have imperfect abstinence. So, and I just talked to my sponsor today, who I was trying to talk myself out of this being a big deal. I'm like, it's just a share. He's like, no, no, this is a big deal. It's <laughs> what? And, uh, and so my sponsor told me, but this is perfect for you. He's like, your story is about, it's about relapse to recovery and about keep coming back. Keep coming back. And, and so, all right then. And I made some notes. <laughs> but um, I was going to do sort of a, what it was like, what happened, you know, that, that sort of format. But um, I'm hoping to talk about, I had a big relapse, like a good one. I was out for six years. I put on 100 pounds. Like I had a real, real honest God relapse. So I, um, so basically I was, um, you know, I wasn't always in the food. It was more like in my adolescence, you know, maybe 15, 16. I think it was, I was kind of a normal-sized kid, and I didn't really think about food a whole lot. And um, so whatever, that's sort of my story. And, and, in, uh, and then I started putting on weight when I was around 16. I had a therapist who was convinced it's because I had sort of a ambiguous gender and sexuality, then there was, I grew up in this creepy little town where you, nobody talked about stuff like that, and so, but, you know, I think I ate because I'm, I'm a compulsive overeater, and, and it's the way that I sort of numb myself, and the way that I eat when left to my own devices is a little bit, a little bit at a time all day long, like never get hungry, never get full, I've likened it to kind of like a morphine drip. You know, where it just <laughs> kind of takes care of the edge. You know, I'm a little bit numb. And I also, I just don't, I just don't notice. And there's a lot I don't notice. I think my disease is, is very, um, very much about denial, too. So, um, you know, I, I started, I guess it was, I, when I, 
graduated high school, I went, out, went to school, I put on about 10 pounds a year until I was 300 pounds. So that's when that happened. And the whole time, I was just acting as if everything was fine. Like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It was just sort of slow. You know, I'd have to go buy some clothes. And I'm sure I had the self-loathing that goes along with that and that I wish I could do. You know, I certainly don't want to be a fat person. But I don't have a lot of connection with that. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I suffered like that too. But again, I'm, I'm, ha I'm, I'm heavy in the denial. What I do know is that left to my own, when I leave these rooms, I will eat again. And I eat in that way. And I cannot trust, I cannot trust myself. I cannot trust my brain to tell me if everything's OK. And I cannot trust my idea of what food should go in my mouth, or even to remember that I put food in my mouth. So that's what I learned. That's what it was like. Um, <laughs> looking at my notes here for the recording. I can't see them. Um, I also learned that I am full of fear. That's another thing I learned. Uh, doing the steps. I'm afraid of everything, and I'm afraid of what everybody thinks about me, and I'm afraid that I'm not gonna, that I'm gonna be hungry. Like, hungry is such a scary thing to me, for some reason. Um, and I'm afraid of feelings. I don't like feeling uh, uncomfortable. I don't, anything uncomfortable. I'm a big old chicken. All right, so that's what it was like. So what happened is I first came into the program at, in 2002, which I have, I have in my notes, like I don't have any recollection of this, but I came in 2002, that was a while ago, right? And, um, and I came in because I had a medical condition that I was told basically if I didn't lose some weight, I was going to go blind. So that's, you know, pretty good reason. So I showed up and um, this was not the first time I tried to lose weight though. Just to backtrack a little, two other times I had tried in earnest and lost 100 pounds like in ridiculous ways, in a year. Um, and then, you know, I found myself 100 pounds heavier later, and I was like, what the? So, so I came to OA, and I did something quite similar. I got myself a gray sheet, I got myself the workbook, and I lost 100 pounds. You know, when I came to meetings, I think I came to like one a week, maybe. I never put my hand up. I got a sponsor, sort of. Um, I never got through the steps, and I was here for about four years, and then I don't even remember stopping, but I was talking to my wife, I was just like, why the heck did I, what happened? She's like, you decided you didn't need that anymore, and you stopped going. And so like, I had, wasn't going for uh, like almost a year, I stopped going on a program, and, um, and then something really hard happened to me. I had this traumatic experience, and I just put chocolate in my mouth. And I had no, I didn't remember that I had a program. There was nobody here. I didn't talk to any of you, so nobody called me. So I'm like, where are you, Trish? I didn't put my hand up. I was invisible. And so I really feel like the first time I came through here, I was just like, this is some diet that I'm going to do, and it's going to work, and it worked, and I'm, gonna, and I'm done. And so I spent six years in relapse. And it was quite similar to my getting out of high school, where I was like 10 pounds a year until I was over 300 pounds again. It's just apparently my natural state 
is to eat slightly more food than I need all the time. You know, I'm not a, like I know, like I know we all have our own ways of doing it, but that's, that's my thing. And so I did not want to come back. Oh my God, I was so mad. I tried everything, I tried other things. I tried like therapy, there was this group therapy that was supposed to help me get comfortable with my feelings. I thought that's the key, right? <laughs> you know, if I can express myself, I won't have to eat over it. But I just couldn't get there. And, um, yeah, what else did I try? I don't know, dumb shit that didn't work, basically. And so then I, oh, damn it, I was going to try to do the no cursing one. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, I came back, and I had an, I, I tore uh, an ankle tendon, and I was off my foot for six months, and you know, I'd be like 300 pounds off a foot for three months, and it's like an old lady now. Like I'm an old person. I'm not healing so fast, and uh, it was so hard. And I, you know, I put on some weight, but when I got off of it, I couldn't, like I couldn't walk up the stairs. You know, and there was some part of my denial system that I thought, you know, I'm still an athlete. I even brought you some pictures. I forgot to give them to you. I don't know if I should. Is this going to be distracting? Do you want to see the pictures? Yes. All right, hold on a second. Podcast, I'm getting out the pictures. All right, see if you can work that. Um, so I was always a, an athlete as a kid, and I was pretty good at sports. So I had this idea that I'm still an athlete. I'm like 300 pounds. I'm still an athlete. And, uh, and I, you know, what that has done is like kept me in denial of the fact that I'm too big to do stuff. And I kept doing things. And so I, I still was. I was strong and graceful and physically healthy and okay at 300 pounds. But when I tore my ankle tendon, I spent six months doing nothing, like nothing, nothing, and really, I could not walk up the stairs. Like I had to pull myself up the railing, like a really, really old person. Like I felt old and weak and huge. And, uh, and then I got a blood test that said I was pre-diabetic. So I was just like, damn, I felt like I had no no recourse but to come back here. <laughs> well, I, you know, I did not want to be here, and I was so mad. I showed up, and I, and I knew I had to do everything different. I didn't know why or what, but I put my hand up at every single meeting I went to, and I shared at every single meeting, and I spoke the truth. And the truth was, I am furious. I hate all of you. I don't want to be here. And you know, afterwards, people would come up and thank me for my share. <laughs> Whatever, a bunch of weirdos. But, <laughs> but like at some point, you know, something happened, and I lost that anger. You know, I mean, it was really, it's, I don't know, months, whatever. And I got a sponsor. My first sponsor kept me in the first step for a full year. She's like, you don't get it yet. <laughs> really belong here. And I'm like, oh, I'm special and I'm different. I really <laughs> believe these things about myself. But, um, but I'm not. I'm, I may be special. I think we're all special. <laughs> but I really, really belong here. I'm really a compulsive reader. I'm a compulsive reader. I compulsively eat food all the time, left to my own devices. I just do. Alright, that's good, because I got the, where, what's it like now part. Um, to say. All right, I came back, put my hand up, got a sponsor. First step for a year. Um, my next sponsor, 
because maybe I was tired of unit step one, but my next sponsor said, you have to go to three meetings a week. No excuses. And if you can't make them, it's fine. You just make it up the next week. <laughs> I know, some weeks I was going to six meetings. I was like, are you kidding me? And honestly, what I know is that I cannot, I cannot make these decisions for myself. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so I do feel willing to take these suggestions. And so I tried it, mostly to prove that it was ridiculous and it wasn't going to work. But there was a point, and I don't know when it happened, where three meetings are now easy. It's five meetings, and I begin to like them, right? I begin to like look forward to them and like, oh, I got an hour. I should run to a meeting. You're like all of a sudden, there's a there's a threshold where I like choose this, you know. But three is a good number for me to just keep coming back, and um, and then that sponsor, she she dumped me, and she had to take care of herself, and that was. That was fine, but I was lost for a little while, and I don't know if it was relapse, but all I know is I was squirrely, and I kept trying to find people to sponsor me, and they would say no, and, you know, and I wasn't, you know, I was still sending my food in to somebody who was willing to take it, but I'm like, I feel like I'm using food, I feel kind of foggy, and I'm get back on the scale, and I'm not putting weight on, but I know, you know, I'm not, it's not right, and so, um, there was somebody I wanted to be my sponsor. I was like, I've always wanted this person to be my sponsor, and I asked them, and they said no. And then, and then I started working with them, and whatever, you know, something happened, and now they're my sponsor. And, and so I'm like, I'll do anything you say. I'm like, you, you know, anything. And boy, what they wanted me to do seemed, you know, I'd, I know people write their food down in the morning or the night before for the next day. I know that they do this. But I was just like, no, 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 no. You know, I have a very flexible life. I'm a freelance pro. I gotta, you know, I can't be, I don't know what's gonna happen. And so, so they said, so try. I'm like, I'm willing to try. I'm gonna prove you wrong. And, and the first time I did this, honest to God, I was so frightened that I had nightmares the night before about committing my food. Like, what? You know, I am so scared of food somehow. And so I did this, you know, for a week or two and it got less scary and I don't know, it's been like a month and a half now. Really, I'm just into it. And all of a sudden I realized there's so much I have so much heat around picking the right thing for breakfast. You know, cuz as soon as I'm done, I text it in and then I go eat. And so I realized if I do this the night before, you know, like was the other half of that suggestion. I there's there's no there's like no food in my immediate future around the planning of it. Because lunch and dinner are awesomely whatever. You know, I, I have like these two average, imperfect meals that, that don't make me scared and, and then I live through. And, and so now, so it was just yesterday, it was the first time I sent my food in for today. And I, I don't know. I don't know where this willingness is coming from. And I think part of it is, is taking taking these suggestions, the suggested actions. I don't know. But, but my program is completely different than it was when I first came here. Let's see what, a, what I might have missed here. Now, oh look, I don't remember hating myself. Like, I'm sure I did. You know, and I'm not connected, like, even when I'm in right here, I, I, I know what's true right now, and I actually think I'm pretty awesome, and I'm, 
totally human. Like, I get that. I am flawed, and I'm, I've come here, and I've practiced being honest in front of you, because I think, you know, you guys don't really count. <laughs> you know, it's not like the real world. And all of a you know, a few years go by, and all of a sudden I feel comfortable being human and flawed in the real world, too. And so I think I'm pretty okay. Um, I have a ton less fear, a lot more faith. Am I over? I feel like, is that? Got two minutes. I don't have to look at that. I can read my notes. Um, oh, here's the sad thing. I know that I need you. Like, oh, I, yeah. I'm not going to get better and be on my own. F, like, I get that. I get that. I cannot trust my brain. My brain is wrong. My brain, in its normal state, wants me to eat a little bit too much all the time and put on 10 pounds a year until I'm 300 pounds and I can't move again. And, you know, if I do that one more time, I'm going to be a really old lady and I'm really going to be crazy. So, oh, I need you. I do. Um, I need to go to three meetings. I get to be authentic. Oh, you know what? I think, I think part of it was I didn't think I deserved to be human. That sounds weird. Like, I kind of had to make up for something. There was something flawed about me, and I had to, you know, achieve more. I had to do really well in school, and everybody had to like me, or everybody who was worth knowing had to like me, the rest of you, you know. You know, I, I had all this pressure to be something I really wasn't because I thought I was, I was flawed or dark or evil. And, and I don't feel like that right now. I feel, I feel fine. I feel good. And, oh, I should wrap it up. That was well. Um, yeah, that's it. I need you. And I'm really, really, really grateful for this program. I feel like it's honestly saved my life. I don't know what else would have worked. I certainly tried a bunch of stuff and I'm flawed and I need you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.